Tub Talk is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. Email us at tubtalk at cageclub.me with questions, criticisms, riddles, trivia, dating advice, cryptozoology, ideas for future episodes, and more. Head over to cageclub.me to check out other shows and email us tubtalk at cageclub.me. Alright, we're back here with the next batch of songs. Tub Talk, numbers 80 through 61. Songs from 1980 to 1999. We have Tom Mance right here. Well, wait, uh, just to update you, the NLCS game two. Milwaukee leads the Dodgers at home. Bottom seven. One run first, one out. Christian Yelich at the plate, swings, pops one up. Really, truly timing and dating this one. Looks like <laughs> Bellinger has a read on it, and he holds it in. Two down. Here we go. Brewers Tom up one game to nothing. Mance, number, song number 80. I'm trying to find it on this list. Fiona Apple, Shadow Boxer. I fucking love this. I knew one of you guys was going to have Fiona Apple. She comes back. I don't you have a whole lot to say. She's, yes. she, she, she's, uh, she's got a beautiful voice. I had a huge crush on her when I saw her in the uh, Sleep to Dream video. Yeah. Truly. Um, but this is, this is just a beautiful song. She's got a great voice. I like her, but I didn't have a crush on her. The next song is one I have to look up on YouTube because it is a song by Tool. Oh, yeah. This is my Tool representation. Hooker with a penis. I love this song, too. Yeah. Hooker with a penis. Uh, I, I love the, the just, like... I, I think that this is a real story that happened to Maynard, so it's, it's all about this guy who approaches Maynard about Tool selling out and, like, how pissed he is at, at the band for, for quote-unquote, selling out. And so he's Maynard, like, I'll show you and I'll buy a vineyard. <laughs> And Maynard, Maynard just writes a song telling this guy to fuck off, which I fucking love. Uh, it's also just straight up, like, it's, you know, Beastie Boys, uh, Beastie Boys, Tool is, like, prog metal, and they're known for their, like, long instrumental passages and their unique time signatures and everything, and this is just a straight up fucking rock song. What is your band of, like, coming home from somewhere drunk and, like, pounding another beer at home and putting something on loud and just, like, oh, because Tool is, is probably my... They're, they're, they're up there. Um, that's a good question. It's I, good I, hammered music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I, I, I got to uh, see the, see them live a year or two ago. Finally crossed them off my concert bucket list, and it was great. Everything I thought it would be. Next song, number 78, Naked Eyes. Always something there to uh, yeah. remind me. Yeah, so this is another one of those 80s big gigantic pop songs, like uh, The Human League that I had on, on the last episode. Um, this song still sounds great now. Like, it sounds... Current. The production sounds like it could be a hit right now. The singing is very 80s, though. The singing like, is very 80s, 80s voice. But the, the production of the of, of the instrumental is fantastic. This is like this. This feels like sucked out of the 80s to me. Just like one of those songs that sounds like one of those 80s one-hit wonder. Would like, you say that's yeah. always there to remind you Pop of 80s one-hit wonders? You know, but you know what I mean. Like there's, there's like maybe five say, or ten songs from each decade where yeah. it's like. That band has no reference point yeah. other than this song. Yeah. Like, the song's really good. Yeah. And it makes the list. Absolutely. Not the counter opposite of this, but very far from this, I think. Bell and Sebastian, My Wandering Days Are Over, number 77. I really have nothing to say about this song. It's just a song I really enjoy. I don't think of them as, like, a 90s band at all. No. I think, I think of them in the 2000s, band. yeah. Yeah, but this, this, this is a very 90s song. This came out in the 90s. I listen so much of this shit in my dorm room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a rainy fall day. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Feel Bridge your emotions. Sebastian. Yeah. Did you masturbate to Bell and Sebastian? <laughs> 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 
it was in the background. I was like, I put it on, like, I'm in here listening to music out there. All right. RAs and fellow floor mates. Fair. Your wife. Fair. <laughs> uh, this is the, the one thing I'll say about this song is it, I like that he's basically like I give up on being a social person. Like I'm just gonna be a hermit from now on. Um, kind of as I get older and I have less desire to like go out and be part of like the bar scene and things like that. Uh, I feel I feel that 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 sentiment. The next song we had on the last episode, "Walk" by Pantera, was a crossover song. This is our next crossover song, "Faith No More," epic. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And it's another one that we won't get to this batch, this song, but the next round of five, some, in some of these 70s, close to yours. Okay. Some of these are 74, you have it 76. Um, the bass kicks ass on this song, the vocals kick ass on this song, the chorus kicks ass on this song, the video's great. Cool. I saw Mr. Bungle once, and people kept yelling for them to play Faith No More songs, and Mike Patton got super pissed off. As he should. Mike Patton, a deceptively brilliant singer. Yeah, I, I, I liked him at a, the, the, the Dillinger escape plan. Yeah. That's Mance's 80 to 76. Now, Bob, here we go. Again, the man of the hour, quite literally, Chris Cornell can't change me. Oh. You have solo Cornell too? <laughs> yeah, I love it. What the fuck's going on? Yes, Bob. Oh, Cornell, baby. No BC Boys. And, and how many combined Chris Cornell songs? I can't Twelve? Even. It's gotta be. The fuck's up with Easily double digits. This is the end of all Chris Cornell on my list, <laughs> by the way. Not mine. This song rules, though. Yeah, this song's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. Was this on an album where it was like the green, black? Euphoria Morning. Yeah. yeah. It was like a green laser on a black background. I got this song in my stocking for Christmas. <laughs> they love this album. Was Like a Stone on your no, I 2018 no, 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 no. list? No, fuck no. Fuck that. Anyway, yeah, this song rules. Uh, uh, I don't. I can't see on my list what's next. Oh, so we're staying in the same genre next. Yeah. Generally. Stone Temple yeah. Pilots. Yeah. Wait, didn't I predict that this would be your You predicted Bond? Big Bang Baby, which ah, you were incorrect enough. about. Same album, though. Close enough. Um, this has some of my favorite guitar in it of all time. Yeah. There's a guitar solo in it that's really, uh, really fantastic. This is um, a song I know from, I think, Guitar Hero 2. I think this was Guitar Hero 2. <laughs> there you go. Wait, we, we agree that Tiny Music is the best, the best. Stone Temple Pilots. Um, I'm actually going to go like this. Tiny Music, four, purple, core, Shangri-La-di-da. Really? I think four is a great album. Super underrated. I know purple is the popular choice. Yeah. Four. Okay. Interesting. Four. Okay, next. First appearance by this band. This band will come back. Maybe one of the best bands of of the era. Talking Heads. Girlfriend is Better. Girlfriend is Better by Talking Heads. I think David Byrne is one of the all-time great uh, musical artists. Uh, If you watch um, Stop Making Sense... Uh, that it, it's just like this beautifully constructed concert that uh, I don't know. He's it, just a genius, and this song rules. Can okay. I can I ask? Is because I know there are more Talking Head songs. Is that one of the three the the songs? Do they have one of the songs that overlaps on all three of our lists? Do you want to know that? No. Okay. No. I won't answer that question then. All right. The next one is another band that comes up a lot, and this is also their first appearance. This is maybe their longest popular song, Guns N' Roses' November Rain. Yes. 
Mm. See, I didn't want to include this because it was so obvious. Because it's so obvious, yeah. But it's also like, I mean, the best songs are obviously awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, it right? Is, it is a great song. Fucking slash, they do the uh, slash walks out of the church. Yeah. Have you guys seen the, them live? I no. saw Guns N' Roses live, yeah. No. I saw them a couple years ago on their tour. I saw them at Giant Stadium, and it was almost a three-hour show. Yeah. And it was it was too much, but it was also impressive, like, how surprisingly good it was. For for Slash being as, yeah, like, pros. old and as sort of out of shape and overweight as he is, or was, or whatever. It's, Are you talking about Axel? Yeah, Axel's the one Axel. who was really flirting with disaster <laughs> yeah, for a yeah. decade or Axel, two. <laughs> Axel has more, like, costume changes than, like, Lady Gaga, but that's just because he's, he sweats through his shirts. When did you see him, Bob? Axel is going to write a Get in the Ring-esque song about this podcast. And you, Joey Lewandowski, with your cage club bullshit, fuck you! Get in the ring, When did you see him? I saw them, I uh, remember when uh, Jimmy Fallon introduced them at the MTV Movie Awards and it was like this huge deal that they came back. Yeah. I saw them on the tour. Was Axel Fat? He was wearing yeah. the white, you right? Saw he was wearing white leather. I saw, I saw them on the tour directly after that. When it was like Buckethead was the guitarist. Pre-Chinese Democracy. Pre- before Chinese how, how Democracy. How was Axel's voice? It was fucking album good. Was he? He was, was he Dr. Pepper? Incredible. What company wow. of the promotion that a Chinese dumb artist came out the year it came out, everybody got a free something? Was it Dr. Pepper? I think everybody got a free Dr. Pepper if you mailed away for something. You know, I don't, I don't know. My favorite my favorite Chinese democracy story is that the dude from The Offspring Wait, was question, going question to... Wait, question for you first. Does that mean that you have multiple Chinese democracy stories? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. It's, I'm, I'm a big Guns N' Roses fan. Guns N' Roses was maybe my favorite band when I was in high school. Okay, we've had co- um, we've had conversations. I think Chinese Democracy is a great album. Yeah, you also need to good. share that thing you put on our thread about Axel's Twitter feed. His Twitter feed. <laughs> how how Axel's Twitter feed is entirely political and all about Trump, but every time he says the word "and," he spells it an apostrophe, <laughs> as in Guns N' Roses. Yeah. He's on brand. He's, yeah. he's an apostrophe like, brand. Don't forget about the Kogachi killing. <laughs> so this is what happens. Yesterday, Bob asks, what time? And I said, very good question. Man says, three, question mark, sure. And I get my address. Oh, Justin Turner cranks one. Deep left and gone! The Dodgers out, take the lead 4-3. Out of Fucking nowhere. Granted. Bob just says, guys... There's nothing but anti-Trump tweets. He spells and as an apostrophe. That was a, a screenshot of O N. Don't let any of that distract from the Khashoggi killing. That's brilliant. Yeah, but so crazy. so so uh, when Axel, we knew that Chinese Democracy was the name of the album for a very long time yeah. before it came out. Years, like and twelve years. Was it like twelve years? It was, it was a long time, right? And so the guy from Offspring. Says Dexter that the next Detrahan says that the next Offspring album is going to be titled Chinese Democracy. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And Axel, <laughs> <that's laughs> <laughs> Axel immediately hits him with a cease and desist. Uh, but I wish that that had been the name of the Offspring album. Here is again, make fun of me if you will. This entire album, not this entire album, all Chinese Democracy is playable in Rock Band. The entire. Yeah, that makes sense. Shackles it's like a promotional... Order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, we're going to talk about November Rain for the length of November Rain. Let's you only have another five minutes. Let's get to the next it. one. All which right. uh, Tom should be proud, should, should like. I think. Misunderstood. Wilco. By Wilco. Oh, yeah. From Wilco's first oh, album, yeah. which is uh, not the most popular of their albums. No, uh, this is not the second album. What's the second album? Being There? It is Being There, yeah. Yeah, second album. Oh, right. Oh, the double album. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I love this album. Yeah, and this song rules. This is another. Um, yeah, this, this, this is like maybe, album's maybe the opposite of uh, "Here Comes a Regular" because it's kind of about going home. This out. If we were doing top albums of this era, this might be like um, this really? might oh, yeah? track that that list because I really I really dug it. I haven't listened to it in probably fifteen yeah. years, but I, I really liked it back when when I got into it. Whatever the fuck that was. I like. I, I tend to like the Wilco shit. That's more like this, where yeah. it's like. Like, yeah. I really like Radio Cure, too, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a song that yeah. a lot of well, people album, don't like. Yeah, and, and the album after this was good, too. Summer Teeth like, is, yeah, that's my favorite like, Wilco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, weird, like, fucking feedback-y parts. Yep. Yeah, but I'm a sucker for this kind of, this kind of sentiment about, like, like, this guy's coming home. And he, I love, like, feels you're like back in your old neighborhood and the cigarettes taste yeah. so good. Like, that's a great, that's a great line. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's number 76 for Bob. We also did not mention, we have Tom Mance, Bob Fisher, Matt Erdley here. We, this whole episode, we've not reintroduced ourselves. I also don't know why you would start at eighty to set to sixty-one. Like, yeah. this has got to be in terms That's of the right, popularity yeah. of all of them. This is probably the least popular because like people are going to start at the start and they're going to work their way back up from at number one. You know what I mean? Like, this is the one that people give the shit the least about. Probably what people. You know, people. <laughs> Whoever listens to this, email mailbag at cageclub.me. Let us know. If you you're, so you're just saying because it's like if you were going to click on one, you wouldn't click on eighty to sixty-one. I think yeah, the alums going to listen to this. Oh yeah. As I walked out the door, she, we stayed at her house last night. We had a, we had a party that I thought was going to derail this recording process. But I, anyway, my wife took the kids back down home. I, I the got arrived. Bob, this recording process is, is us. Yeah, right that's now. true. But as I walked out the door from my from my mom's house to do this, she said, "Good luck." <laughs> All right. Well, this one goes out to Matt's mom. Number eighty. Blur. Park life. Oh yeah, more uh, blur. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not British, so like. If I was British, this would probably be like 40 points higher than this. But like, yeah, got into Blur and just was like, yeah, this Britpop shit is fucking so fun. We were we were driving in uh, we were driving in Scotland a month ago or however long it was, and uh, this song, one of the radio stations, one of the BBC radio stations, played this song, and it was the most like, fuck yeah, I'm in the United Kingdom like yeah. moment. Like they don't play Blur on the radio right. in America. Yeah. I got nothing to say. I love it. Next up. Just classic, and then keep keeping on that side of the pond. This is another one of those vibe Ghost Town. Vibe songs. That, oh. like, just mm-hmm. is like a... It's just a vibe. Also kind of in the pocket of songs that are like, I heard that fucking song a million and a half motherfucking times. Like, but... <laughs> like, that shit's fucking great. This is in, uh... Shaun of the Dead? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That and that, you know, I'm gonna be started on that movie. Yeah. That's my, I think that's one of the best screenplays of the decade. Without a doubt. Next one. Best episodes. screenplays of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> best screenplays of 2005, 2008. Well, I don't know how to judge a screenplay, but like, same thing with like, uh, with uh, Eastbound and Down. Like, sometimes when there's a production of something and like, Music is tight, and like the editing, like syncs up with like the music and the acting, even and, like it just everything seems like it was executed exactly the way that the guys making it wanted it to come across, and their ideas are fresh. Can't fuck with that. That's as good as it gets. That's what, and, and that's like kind of a criteria for making this list. Like when you're listening to a song that's otherwise a good song, but if there's another one that's like kind of just as good, but also just sounds like yeah, like that's what the fuck this band wanted to do, like. And, and like yeah, you have, you have to judge it, something by what it's trying to do. Yeah, well, you. I mean, I guess you don't really have to, but like, 
because we judge these however we want, but like, I think we analyze things in somewhat similar ways sometimes. We're like, intent is a huge deal. Like, backing ass backwards into like a success is one thing, and like nothing wrong with that. But when it's like a somebody's fucking blood, sweat, and tears, and like right time, right place coincidence, that's just great. Which is not to say that this song is like, why we're talking about this kind of shit. Like, this is a good song. But I'm not saying this song is like, oh, what a beautiful combination of artistic intent, techno- technological proficiency. Like, I'm not saying that. And this song is from apparently the first scene of Shaun of the Dead. I would say, I would say more accurately, the next song. Oh, yeah, an American band. What I'm saying. But about Europe. Radio because, Free because Europe. Because this, you know, they don't come up a lot. But talk about, like, early on in the career and just doing a song that, like, is right sound for the right time from the right guys with the right amount of talent recorded the right way sequenced the right way on, on uh, yeah this is the first hit right uh, college yeah. hit yeah college I guess so Gardening at Night I guess was first this was the first song off Murmur so like this is outside of Chronic Town put that album on this is like fucking R.E.M. This is your second R.E.M. song. <laughs> this is your second R.E.M. song. Won't be the last. Second of many R.E.M. songs to come, yeah. This next song, I'm sort of surprised, a little surprised, not really too surprised. I honestly, this song could be higher, because again, listen... This so is the, also the only appearance by this band. I'm shocked that either of you guys have this song in This list, is a great band, but great this song. This song, this song specifically, yeah. When I heard Almost. it, as I was listening through my songs, as I was putting this list together, like when this one would always come on, every time... I, it fucking rocks. Yeah, like yeah. It, it rocks every time you hear it, and and like you you know you talked about the bass carrying yeah. the day yeah, yeah, and whatever song yeah. you were talking about. But I will say, I saw this band at a summer stage like two summers ago. I got hammered, very hammered. Stone but like like used that to get as close as I could to the stage. This fucking guy. The guy's on the hammer. Let me close. This fucking guy in this band thinks that Cake is like <laughs> top five bands of the last fucking twenty years. He has such a high opinion of. Song, he's like, yeah, but half you were only here to hear this song. And I was just like, man, just fucking play it. Get the gold fuck home. Fuck you. Yeah. Saying stupid shit all night. Fuck cake. Like, like honestly, I love cake, and and like they, they fall into the Motorhead ACDC bucket of every motherfucking cake song. More or less, sounds kind of the yeah, same. Yeah. They find really interesting ways to do that song over and over again, and I fucking I'll listen to cake albums and not get tired of it. But at the same time, you're not fucking, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, it's because of the dude's limited range, right? Is why they fall into that category. Exactly! And I sing like this all this whole fucking time, and I'm fucking so great. Like, <laughs> like where he gets his... Where, I love that. Where the fuck, I, I, where the fuck do you get your balls? I love that we're recording this, and, and like, by the fifth or sixth hour, Matt is going to be trashed. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to be able to articulate... What, Why is he saying I'm getting too angry about the <laughs> no. cake? You'll, you'll see this again at the draft. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, this is a great audio representation of our fantasy baseball draft. The only thing is that, like, the more important stuff of this is coming later. The yeah. important stuff of the draft right. comes early. Wait, when you'll know, right. that he, you'll know that he's appropriately hammered when he starts podcasting with one eye open. <laughs> That's why I wear my glasses instead of my contacts. All right, the last all right, song, anyway. this little batch. Number 76, yeah. up on the One side of my favorite the bands of all time. Or just, I'm sorry. And, and it was a puppets. choice between a couple yeah. of Meat Puppet songs yeah. to put on here. Like, But this is the one 
same deal. It's like the car test and like the dual car test of like driving fast while listening to it or sitting on your car in front of your parents' mm-hmm. friend's house. Has <laughs> <laughs> yep. to, to be in front yep. of your parents. <laughs> yep, driving to your parents' friend's house, <laughs> getting out of the car, putting the radio all the way up, and then going and sitting on the roof of your car and then jerking off. <laughs> Hello to Matt's mom out there <laughs> listening to this. Driving to your friend's house. The funny thing is my parents are out with their friends right now having a nice dinner. So what you're saying is we can go jerk off in front of their houses and no one will know. The next episode will be recorded from the roof of your Subaru. <laughs> Alright, number 75 from Mance's list. Lenny Kravitz might be the only Lenny Kravitz song on any of these lists. Oh. Wait, it is. Wait. Till it's over. Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz sucks. <laughs> Fuck Lenny Kravitz. Lenny, no, Lenny Kravitz definitively sucks. This is Lenny Kravitz, but this is a good song. He had one good song. He's made one good song. Well, no, I mean, I mean, no, he's made I was, one. I thought this was gonna be. I want to get away. No, 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 no. Because no. this song kind of rules. Yeah, th- no, this is a good song. He's got one good song, other than that. Fuck Lenny Kravitz. But this, but this <laughs> isn't what his shit sounds like. No, what is that, which is why it's good. It ain't. It is this ain't like over a till it's over situation where he was just like, I want to do like a silky smooth. I don't know. I don't, I'm not privy to his thought process, but but Lenny Kravitz is like uh, a person that has been eligible for people's sexiest man every yeah. year since the beginning and has never won, and that is a crime. That is a crime. I, uh, Lenny Lenny Kravitz He's is definitely sexier than Matt Damon. <laughs> I mean, like I'm fucking just... Blake Snort Shoreburger. What's up, guys? Blake Schnorberger. <laughs> yeah, he's married Blake to Blake Schnorberger, right? That, that's, an, that's an accountant somewhere. Blake Schnorberger. Yeah, no. That's all Schnorberger, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. <laughs> A tribe called Quest award tour. Yeah, all right. Is, yeah, see, this is this is okay. a bunch of tribe. On this this is this is like the car test for me. You put this on on a sunny day, roll the windows down, and just turn it up. Incredible song. R.I.P. Fife Dog. Big Mets fan. Uh, not good on the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Drank too much soda. Thumbs down. Diabetes. <laughs> Next up, Skilo. Oh, nice! Is this I wish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit taller. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah, this part, I should have put this I wish shit I on my one, Another one-hit wonder, but I this is... I love this fucking song. But, and then, like, everybody knows this song today. Oh, yeah. I did this at karaoke with Lisa, like, a couple weekends ago, and she was like, yeah, that's okay. Like, okay! <laughs> what are you talking about? That song's amazing. Yeah, it's a great song. It's also, like, like let's, let's, let's consider also, like, the, the genius of this song is that it came out... In the middle of the the money, like the hip hop money era, where people were bragging about how much, they, like they were flexing about how much money they had and how how great they were, their cars and all that shit, how how tough they were. And this guy's whole premise behind his song was like Napoleon. I have a small yeah. dick. Yeah, I'm tiny. Nobody likes me. Like I'm too short. Like I wish I was cool. I, I shout out to that. I like that. But you're not a short guy. No, I'm. I mean, I'm an above average. Small tight. dick. Though. Small dick. I guess you have a small dick. Yeah. No comment. The next it's song, pretty big. Uh, You've one, seen Tom's dick, probably, right? He's got it out right now. <laughs> Zip. The next song is going to be on the next episode, too. It's another crossover song. Gin Blossom's Hey Jealousy. Oh, fuck you guys. Is I hate this, this on your list? 
Yeah, this song rules. They have, they have, no, they, no, they have, they have like. They have, How do you like, hate Eagle Eye Cherry and like this song? This song's way better than Eagle You got me. <laughs> no, this is a, this is a good song. <laughs> yeah, this shit. Oh, All right, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Dad. Break. I'm not trying to watch your songs. About the way that you guys are wearing your microphones is that every time Bob talks, he like leans into That's testify. Because right, I'm, res- I respect the process. <laughs> I'm trying to do that too. Is um, it not it, working? No, no, it definitely is working. I just like Bob's. I hope I'm not shouting into it. I don't know. We'll figure. I'll figure it out in post. Don't worry about it. It's not, not, it's not your problem. It's my problem to figure out. I just want to give you credit for admirably. I understand the question and I refuse to answer it. Thank you. I like beer. <laughs> I like beer. Visual comedy. I still like beer. <laughs> this next song, I think, is another one-hit wonder. Digital Underground, The Humpty Dance. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Shop G, right? Yeah, I, I this is another song that I have really nothing to say about. I just think it's a great song. Yo, did you like uh, Nothing But Trouble? Did you watch that movie as a kid? Sucks dick. Oh, that movie doesn't suck. It's, it's, it's not Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, fucking Chevy Chase. Oh, it's it's uh, happy as hell, but it's fucking awesome. That movie's fucking awesome. No, that movie fucking rules. I like that. I like Dan Aykroyd playing Bobo. If I win, I get her. Yeah, my brother used to rent that movie. Scary? Are you you really not familiar with with Nothing But Trouble? Scary? Okay, you didn't watch it as a kid. I watched it as so so they perform this song in its entirety in in Nothing But Trouble. They're they're brought in to local court. Pulled over, yeah. Pulled over by Dan. And by John Candy. John Candy, yeah. And they perform the male role that he plays. Yeah, John Candy plays a woman in the movie as well. Dan Aykroyd plays three or four roles. It's pretty great. Nice. Um, once got this John Candy is, without a doubt, the most underrated actor of this period, 80s and 90s. I think John Candy, I think his performance in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is one of the greatest acting performances of all time. Of all time, committed to film. Along with John Goodman in Big Lebowski. Okay. And Big Man. Big Man, right? Name John. That's <laughs> your five. Big John. John. This next song, Bob's number 75, is the second song by Radiohead. Different song, of course, because it's all different songs. Also the same album, just off the bends. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly it's that the the guitar in this song is fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like that you talk, said the guitar is fucking awesome and then Matt and Nance are both drumming <laughs> along with the song. Well, well that, like, that intro drum. This is yeah, like yeah. starting to fire with you. Yeah. But like top to bottom, the the, the guitars are incredible. Yeah. And I think I said to Tom a while ago that I, I didn't truly appreciate Johnny Greenwood until I listened to Tom York's solo stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jo- Johnny Greenwood is the, the star. Yeah, if you ever need a reason 100%. to appreciate Johnny, Green- Johnny Greenwood, just see them live and see how he plays eight or nine things. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a, he is incredible. Yeah. And and he's he's the star of radio. I mean, Tommy works great, and, and everyone everyone in radio is great. They're the, maybe the maybe the best band that has ever played music. Yes. Um, but uh, Johnny Greenwood is is just incredible. And the impressive thing about this summer, Did you say Tommy York is the best man who ever played music. Yes, that's exactly the what best said. man ever to live. He could see Jesus. But this summer, when radio I thought you were tour, like a John Lennon guy. Johnny Greenwood played a 45-minute set with the opening act and then played a 2-hour and 15-minute set every night with Radiohead. He played 3 hours a night over two bands for an entire tour. Yeah. Yeah. So so this song this song rules mostly because of the guitars, 
it's a fun, uh, it's a fun song. Yeah. Next up, Built to Spill, Car. Now, Built to Spill is a band that you guys aren't terribly familiar with. If I, if a I, couple uh, albums here or there. They never grabbed me. I have listened to a lot of them, and I just never, I never grabbed. I really like. Uh, it's probably like the the for like real fans, like the the shittiest album, but Ancient Melodies of the Future. No, I like that rules. album a lot. But I'm rules. Yeah. Fly yeah. around, my pretty little miss. This this album, uh, there's nothing wrong with love. Like the first five songs are incredible. Um, like like all of them were on this list, and mm-hmm. I like one by one took them off. Uh, this song though has, uh, I, I I I like it a lot. Um, the there are lyrics in it that was like originally part of my girlfriend's profile <laughs> on social media Aww. when we first started dating. So uh, I don't know. It makes me think of her in a sappy, stupid way. Um, but yeah, this band rules. It's some good like 1990s skateboarding music. Yeah, and this part specifically, like it hasn't just like that same like chemical reaction to being out at night in the 90s. Like it feels, yeah. feels like that. Yeah, night in the 90s. Yeah. A, a, a mixtape that we're going to make after this. Night in the 90s. Okay. Now, uh, Bob, these next two songs off your list are also crossovers with the same person, and they are both ranked much, much higher on his list. Next up. Danzig Mother. Oh, God yeah. damn it! How did I miss this song? I have spent a large oh. portion of my life defending Danzig from the haters. Fuck oh. that. Danzig's the fucking best. Yeah. This album's amazing. It's incredible. Damn and so is two. Top, top so is two. Two is flawless from top to bottom. You know, I, have, I probably haven't given two the, the time that it deserves, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to do that right after this. But yeah. Danzig fucking uh, rules. He's part of one of the most iconic punk bands yeah. ever. Especially and, Halloween coming up. And 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 <clears throat> this album in, was fucking awesome. Oh yeah. That, that, and that's it's recorded like a piece of shit. Like, it's like when you listen to it, like after you listen to another song, it's like all cool. like you have to turn it up like five notches just to be as loud as the other thing. Like the recording of it is awful, but it fucking. Kicks dick off. You know, I've heard people criticize Danzig as being like doing a Jim Morrison impression, but I have to say that uh, Misfits and Danzig are better than The Doors in every single way. It's not even close. There is not one way that The Doors are better than, than Danzig. No. I agree. Uh, okay, and next, I, I, I know that this is a crossover with Matt. This is Prince. The first episode of the first instance of Prince, who is. Here he is. For the record. Which one is it? Let's see. The most. As he fucking should be. Selected artist on this As entire thing nine times. Be. Not new songs, nine, nine times. times. I would yeah. die for you. Oh, yeah. yo, you know that. That's coming. Uh, Purple Rain is... Every song on Purple Rain is perfect. It is a perfect album. Is and it your are, favorite album? There are albums that I emotionally connect to more. <laughs> Uh, that there are like I might like OK Computer better, but I like don't like the Tourist. So I don't think that OK Computer is a perfect album. You don't like Fuck the you with that look that you just gave me. You don't like the Tourist. I don't like the Tourist. Oh come on. Um. So and, and also like uh, I like it, but Fitter Happier is a filler song. Yeah, it's not like yeah, a, yeah. You, so so like there are spaces within more like that album. filler happier. That's a good point. Well taken. Um. But so so yeah. OK Computer is not a perfect album. In the way that I think that this album is, is a perfect album, I don't know that it's my favorite album. It's I, I think it's the best album of this of this generation of, of albums. Have you seen the movie? Yeah. What do you think yeah. of the movie? Uh, when I re- went to rewatch the movie after Prince died, I had seen it when I was a kid, 
and I went, when I went to rewatch it, I thought it was going to be, like, as I remembered it, like, kind of a sexy movie about, like, fucking. But it's, like, a movie about, like, gener- generational inheritance of, of abuse. And, and so, so it's, like, kind of much sadder than I want it to be. It's a good beer. Uh, but yeah, Prince is, uh, Prince is an alien. He's, you know, the best. So I will have, so earlier this year I had a barbecue, my housewarming for this house. And I sort of had like a Mance-like rule when I made my playlist. I was like, I, I don't have any, any artist with more than three songs. Because I think, even on a shuffle, like, it, it, you run the risk of like having too many, right? Yeah, sure. But I was like, Prince is exempt from that rule because there's just too many good Prince songs that I don't want to, I don't want to leave off the list, so... Alien, yeah. Oh, also, I saw him. I saw him at MSG, like in two thousand nine or so, and like that was the thing. He <clears throat> he's playing his songs and, and just you know one after the other, and he just at one point it was one of the, it was one of the best live improvs I ever heard anyone do on the stage, and he just went too many hits. <laughs> the best. And just then played another great song. The best halftime show I've ever seen was last year. It was Prince. The best Vikings. Ever. Home opener, yeah. In the new stadium, they had a gospel choir from Minneapolis come out, and they sang like three Prince songs. The entire crowd had their phones out with the lights wow. on. It was. Wait, you were there for that? Yeah. Live? Oh well. Wow. It was incredible. It was basically on the scale of a, like a small Super Bowl. Like it was like because it was a big event. The home opener, Prince being the hometown, he just, he just died. I think sure. within the last year, and it was incredible. All right. Yeah. Next song. Taking it down a little bit. Not by Radiohead. A song called Creep. TLC. Yeah. I think the the obvious choice for TLC is Waterfalls, sure. right? But um, we may be talking about that later. <laughs> I like this one better. Me too. This like is next a good, I think Waterfalls song. isn't that. Gr- I don't know. I don't think it's that great of a song. We'll talk about it next episode. Potentially, we'll potentially talk about it next episode. But uh, yeah, this song's great, and it's a great video, and I think it's probably the first song that I heard by them. Yeah. You know they're one of the one of the bands that uh, I think currently probably doesn't get as much love as they should mm-hmm. get, yep. uh, and and probably influenced a lot more people than they get credit for. And uh, this song rules. Who and died? also has a left eye. Left eye died, died yeah, yeah. In, in a jeep accident. All right, thanks. also has a plane crash. Nah, it's Aaliyah. Oh, Aaliyah, is she in this? She might be on this list. I, I meant to put her on my list, but again, she's on on Spotify, so like it just kind of she's on Spotify. Huh? She, she has like one or one or not two of her song, albums. Not, oh. Well, there is a song that we, we yeah, might I, get I, I to next that episode that is on Spotify. This is a great beat too. Yeah, because a lot of the song, a lot of the beats from this era, like early Destiny's Child and this shit, like they're pretty thin when you listen to yeah, them. Yeah, like they just aren't. Yeah. They don't have like the. I don't know what it is. I don't know about production. This song, I, I feel like this song, like. Like no scrubs still gets a lot of love, and uh, waterfall still gets a lot of love, but I don't I don't think that this song gets as much um, as, as it should. Yeah, yeah. So this gets like the underrated vote. Yeah. You know? Like, okay, is that, that that's all for me? We that's all for you. Now, now for Matt, talked about this band already. This is Clash. Me. Police on my back. Oh, that's a fucking great intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great intro always gets me points yeah. on a song, and it, and funnily, like thinking about that, there's a song that comes on later on my list that I also thought about dropping entirely, but it has it it has a great ending, and I heard it, and I'm just like, how ah, fuck? How many songs have like a great end? Because so many songs that are great fade out. Can we, we can like, agree that the fade out is 
bullshit. Straight out right? bullshit. That, that's like it, it, but, it, but it doesn't diminish my enjoyment of a song yeah, ever. Because right, right. like it's the end of the song. Who gives a shit? But when a song can have a good ending, yeah. Fuck yeah! Wow. I what had a, a, what a, uh, what a clear statement that is. I had a music theory teacher in high school who fucking hated the fade out. He he decried any band that did the fade out frauds because, in his that opinion, seems a like extreme. well, his opinion was like <laughs> the Beatles never faded out. Like, give me a fucking break. Well, well, his opinion was, fuck you if you're a musician, figure out how to end the song. Well, how about if you're a fucking teacher, write a great song. <laughs> well, you fucking well, so yeah. shit for fading yeah. their great song. Those out. those who can do those. Whoever who your can, fucking teacher you know. is sounds like a total asshole. He, he was, and we hated him, but. <laughs> It was, point, was teacher. it was a point that I could consider. I don't yeah. consider that at all. I think that's I think that's looking for some shit to complain about. Next song is one that we've already talked about. Faith No More, Epic. There we go. My favorite Faith No More album is Angel Dust. Yeah. That album fucking rules so, so much. This is not the real ones. thing? Huh? This is not yeah. the real thing? And like, I don't even really fuck with this album at all. Yeah. But this song... What you know, was, uh... I, it was one of those songs as a kid where I was like, you, when you don't know what music is yet, and you're trying to figure out like what you like. It's like, ah, I like that, I like that. And I remember being a little kid and hearing the song being like, that song's cool. Yeah. Like, cool people like that song. Like, like a lot of people like it, but like that is just a cool song. Because like, you can already, like, I, I can already sense, like, it's bombastic, but like, the guy's not being serious about it. Right, like, there's something right, about right. it that just has like a... It's kind of like a ween thing, almost. But, like, a lot of Faith No More is this. Like, just over the top, like, epic. That's why, I mean, this song's called Epic. Yeah. It's, it's pretty on the nose. It's fucking great. Did Granny Man just crank one? No. <laughs> Fuck. Do you, have, Fuck. do you have any opinions on their their comeback album a couple yeah, years yo, ago? Yo, it was uh, good. It was better than uh, it, there, I thought it would be. There was a song, what the, a Cone of Shame. Yeah. On that yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when, in my top ten yeah. songs of that year. That song fucking kicked ass. I have listened to it. It's good. good. It's, it's a good album. The yeah. of Shame fucking shreds. You know, balls. like Mike Patton never left. He's been around doing right, like, right. different Phantom things. Phantom yeah, yeah, Tomahawk yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's always been around. Mm-hmm. Next up is a band that we've talked about Another one. a lot already. We're Another one. Keep talking about Fall yeah. On Me by R.E.M. This was your boy Scott Ackerman's number one R.E.M. song on the, on the fucking uh, R.E.M. podcast. Are you talking R.E.M. Remake? And I would say... So what's funny, when we did our R.E.M. list, this, I think, was my number two song, and I have, like, four R.E.M. songs higher than it on this yeah. list, and actually, um, yeah, there's a lot of R.E.M. to come. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to go, but I just feel like, again, it's kind of like the, because they have so many good songs, I did find myself falling back on, like, falling on me. <laughs> falling back on uh, like indicative songs of an era. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this yeah, was the makes first sense. like is the first like is a initial like initial era REM, but the first song of like oh they can do these like ah, like like really triumphant like and then culminating with like everybody hurts type of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's on there. All right, you next know, song is a band that I wish I could put on this list more than I of have been able to. Speaking my boy to. Scott Ackerman, they have a, he and Paul Tompkins have a joke that they want to turn May 19th into Steely Dan Day for May 19, Hey 19. I mean, Steely Dan. the next oh, list that we this do... This is an 80s, 90s 1980, Gaucho, wow. man. And like, this isn't even my favorite song off Gaucho, which would be 
titular song, Gaucho, but again, the purposes of the playlist. The what song? Yo. The do you know, titular you, song. You guys fucking Gaucho. silly the end at all? Yeah. At all? Yeah. yeah. You fuck with, fuck with Gaucho? Not, I, not really. Check I, I'm, check, I'm mostly check familiar out with Gaucho. Pretzel Logic and, and Asia. Check out Gaucho. Okay. It's, right. it, it's like, it's the slickest one, and there's a couple songs on there that, that I would love to get your opinion this, on. This song sounds like a song that you like do coke to in, in, in like the early 80s like I feel like like cool people would do coke in, in high rise New York high rise is listening to this song yeah I guess I mean you, I think you drive like you drive to your accountant's office to this music <laughs> that's the exact opposite experience. and then do cocaine with no, your no no yeah no no you like blow a line and then like, like, do your taxes. it's gonna it's gonna be stressful Jack, jacked up next yeah, song maybe damn, cocaine damn, related maybe not it, and yeah, I, think, I think this is maybe one of the like title yeah. songs of the era. Yeah. The Breeders. Kind of I, I, I honestly probably should have this song higher. This song I'd be very surprised list. if it wasn't on your guys' lists. It just, it just missed mine. This is the only Breeder song in the top 100 for anybody. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kim Deal, man. I just feel like... Like, if I was putting together like a 30... Like a, a, a one-minute like YouTube video... Of music in the '90s, it would probably start with this. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes I would sense. like this to be 100, but it's way better than song 100, That's and it probably good. is even higher than this, just because it, like a lot of the things we talked about, makes you feel like you're outside in the '90s. First time you heard a certain song, like the bass line that rules. Wait, okay, so I have a question about that. Context did, to a did, larger. Did, did Camille ever have a bass line that cool when she was with Pixies? No. Because she was well, holding it. Yeah, well, <laughs> for, well, yeah. she left. But, but also, like, do, do you think uh, Frank, Frank would have ever yeah, let her start a song with a bass riff? Yeah. Never. He would have been like, fuck that. Yeah. All right. Next little batch of wailing, songs. squealing over it. Next little batch of songs. Mance, number 70. Oh, yeah. That's Regulate. Warren G and Nate Talk. Oh, yeah. hey. Yeah. Yeah. This is right about when I first started listening to rap music, when I was a. Ten-year-old or however, you know, suburban, middle-class white kid listening to Dr. Dre and regulate. The number one and, purchaser of, of rap music. And Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I was a total fraud. You're a thirteen-year-old fraud. But this is this is a great song. Uh, R.I.P. Nate Dogg. He died. Yeah. Nate, Nate yeah, Dogg. I to death by bees. I feel like this is a song. Like like if you we can make like a top ten list of songs off of our top one hundred lists. That you could play that no one would ever have a problem with. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. Ten yeah, songs. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. You put them on. Everyone's fine with it. This yep. is definitely one. Of them. Yep. Do all of his songs sound like this, or just, or is this a song that just everybody knows? I had the Warren G album, and I don't remember anything about it outside of this song. All right. Is his son the guy who made the sex tape with Kim Kardashian or something? Ray J. Ray J. Is he related to him? I don't know. I don't think that seems so. like a fact you would know. Ray J. and. Ray J's dad. <laughs> Google Willie Norwood. Okay. So I'm assuming. Although people also search for Billy Preston and Big Bert. All right. Fuck yeah, Big Bert. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Next song is off. I hope this is an album that both Bob and Matt have heard because this is one of the best albums maybe of all time. DJ Shadows introducing Building yeah. Steam. Oh shit. With a grain of salt. Uh, what? Yeah. That says he should have put something yeah. off this album. Yeah. with a grain of salt. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, this should, I would totally have this on my list. This is a great it, album. It, it's a great drum beat. I thought this was 2000s. No. This was like 9, 99, 98. And introducing was 19... 
96. 96, yeah. Uh, I mean, this, like, all the weirdo hip-hop that I listened to in college, like the Def Jux era and the, um, uh, you know, Company Flow and Aesop Rock and all that stuff, RJD2, like, it all came from this album, which... Uh, is saying something. Um, and this is just like when the drums kick in, which they do eventually. There you go. I just uh, read the 33 and a third of this book. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. This, this, uh, like, if I was using my criteria of what songs have I just heard the most on my like iPod and still hear now and still are great now, like, this has to yeah, be on the list. This sound, right, this sounds like, like he could, you could put this album on and tell somebody that it came out in 2018 and it would still sound kind of innovative. Yeah. Um, it's just great. It's just fucking great. Also, like, one of the artists who talk about, like, putting out one genius album and then completely falling as far as quality is concerned. Was okay. I, I uh, that was pretty decent, I thought. I mean, he he was, like, genius level on but this, this album. But this album is never, like, yeah. Yeah, oh, this is this Pantheon, this great album. Top 100 yeah. albums of this era, easy. Number 68, Slam by Onyx. Oh, shit, yeah. Talk about, like, we all, you know, you said ODB was one of your favorites with Method Man. Uh, this entire group is made up of people with that oh, ODB that, that, energy. So nice. Like, listen, just wait until the verse kicks in. Like, I want to listen to a little bit of the verse sure. and just hear them going off of each other. Listen to that. Off the album, back to fuck up. Yeah. One word. Yeah. I had an Onyx poster when I was a kid. Yeah. And it, it, it had them all looking at the camera, and then it said, who you calling the N-word, but then it, had, it said... And I, and, and I recognized that that is an inappropriate poster for, <laughs> for like, a 12-year-old to have. Right. A uh, 12-year-old white boy to have. Yeah, this yeah, song sure. just has incredible energy. Now, this next band is a band that I forever, in my head, link with Queens of the Stone Age because my friends... Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> My friend told me to listen to this band, the Queens of the Stone Age. I never clicked with this band, but Queens became one of my favorite bands. Our Lady Peace, Thief. Oh, yeah. Our Lady sure. Peace, nice. Uh, this is like one of the criminally underrated albums of the 90s rock the era. Uh, Happiness is Not a Fish You Can Catch is a, an incredible album. Front to back, there's not a bad song on it. This one is kind of like the big ballad, which... Is, is sort of up my I'm alley. I'm a big potato girl. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that song a lot. Yeah, there are two albums from the '90s that I think are, are just horribly overlooked. One of which, the other of which, uh, I'll, I'll be talking about later. Um, but this is just a great song. This is '99. It's got to be close to '99, right? Who is this? Our Lady Peace. Pride of Canada. See, Superman's I, dead. This is '99. Yeah, I gotta say, I really Pop, don't like this song. Okay. Cool. Sorry. So the okay. next song. So I said my the best halftime show I've ever seen was the Vikings, you know, gospel choir. The funniest one was I was at a Nets Cavs game. Montel Jordan comes out, sings this one song, and then leaves. The Did you pick a Montel Jordan song. song? I can, wait, no, the, the one Montel Jordan. The song. Montel Jordan song. Sorry, I was thinking of Montel Williams. This is how we do it. <laughs> the talk to host. Yeah, this is just a. I mean, a, a lot of the songs on my list are just like feel good hits where you put them on at a party and everybody knows all the words. This is another one. This is a. It's a, a good song. It makes people happy, which is what music is supposed to do. That is a unilateral statement that I don't necessarily agree with. <laughs> yeah, I don't even agree with it, but it felt right to say it in that moment. <laughs> but I would feel happy if this song came up. Yeah, if for I was sure. Anywhere. Yeah, this song yeah. rules. 
All right, Bob, you're number 70. Oh, shit. Oh, I hate Common People by, by Pulp. Pulp. Yeah. Uh, you got, how, how are you guys on Pulp? Is that a band that you're, you're, you're into? Or I, I, I don't know a whole lot about it. I reading a lot of things where people were trying to say that Pulp was like... Like, like this song, I think didn't Pitchfork have this as like their top song of the 90s or I don't some know. shit? I know you look a lot like the Pulp Jerks guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, all, that's the, the most I know about Pulp. Very handsome man. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, sunglasses, right? it's it's like it, 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 it's pulp pulp is this cross like this intersection between sex and 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 class, um, and this song is is about uh, you know how poor people or how rich people sometimes pretend that they're poor, and uh, it's fucking awesome. It gets into like a David Bowie bit of of. Uh, uh, singing later on, I'm distracted by what you're doing by my face. I was holding right up now. a picture of Jarvis Cocker next to Bob, <laughs> and they don't really look much alike at all. I think, I think maybe later on. Can I show you guys? Well, this is a not podcast thing, but I'll show you a picture later of someone that I do look exactly like. Um, my cocaine. My cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Pulp. Pulp is uh, Pulp rivals Blur. And Oasis as my favorite Britpop band. Like those three. See, are I thought very... I thought for you specifically, Oasis was like number one with a bullet. No, no, no. Those three are very, very really? close. Very close. I'm as surprised that Oasis isn't pulling away with it as I am that Blur, that Blur and Pulp are tied. Yeah. Oh, how about uh, you know who motherfuckers over in Scotland love is Stone Roses. Yeah, yeah I want to be adored. Dude. They not, fucking not one album is went so ape good. shit. Every yeah. fucking like y- like young kid I talked to in Scotland, yeah. they were fucking going. But I want to be adored. And she bangs the drums like that whole Stone Roses. That's I mean that, that one album's great. I love yeah. it, but like they... but none of us have it on our, our list. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, and I kind of I, I I didn't even consider it. And I wish well, I had. It's a, it's a bridge between shoegaze and Britpop. Is what well, it is. We were in a bar one night, and it was like they had music videos playing, and like it was like this, it was like this. The sound system in the crowded bar and like it synced up with what we were watching on the TV, and it was some like Stone Roses like live performance video, and I was just and like said the guy next to me, "That's fucking awesome." What was that? He's like, "I Stone Roses." Like, they used to, I could do a good Scottish accent when I was there. <laughs> it, it left, but anyway, like he was like the third person who was just like, "Yeah, fucking Stone Roses are like my number one shit." I'm like, "Oh wow, fuck yeah, cool, good." Not gonna hear any Stone Roses tonight, though, <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen. No. Next, on your own. Next up, Born Slippy by Underworld. Born Slippy by Underworld. You guys know this one? Yeah. I know Underworld, but not this one. This is the one that you. That, 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 this is the big Underworld. In parentheses. Oh, maybe Nux. I do. Maybe Nux. I do know it. Yeah, it's uh, this is on the Train Spotting soundtrack, I think, among among other places. Uh, it's just like a great dance. This sounds like a song, song that I know, or maybe I know the song. I don't know. Uh, Only you can answer that. We'll find out. Why are you asking us? I don't know. I, I, I am, but I know that you don't Only know the answer you. to that question. Only you. Um, I saw them live at a big, not big field day, because that didn't happen. That did happen. I, are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> Getting very emotional. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm losing it. So do you know it? No, I don't. I just feel like I know the intro, but maybe the intro sounds like something. I don't yeah, know. It's are these only- guys British? Yeah. I think it's the only song like this on the whole list for me. Uh, this sort of more like bass-heavy dance music. The bass really kicks in. Let's gets... skip it forward a little bit. Fucking hey! Wow, that, <laughs> this is not at all the song that I thought it was gonna become. The bass did kick in. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's go on to this uh, next song. Is the song we're gonna be talking about again in a very long time? Outcast, Rosa Parks. Yes. Another overlap song. Yeah. This is a. Um, 
Outcast, I think, is one of the best artists of the of the last twenty. Well, you were saying Andre Three Thousand has your artist of the, the century, the millennium, so far, right? So far, yeah, it's, yeah. If not, yeah, it's hard to compare things to Radiohead, but yeah, he's he's got you know between Hey Ya and between the, the uh, he's also got a great number of features that are incredible. Yeah, I love Outcast. Outcast is is one of my favorite acts of all time. I don't even know if Andre is the best member of Outcast. And that's I knew not. He was say that. And that's not. But that's not besmirching Andre. Andre is fantastic. I, I think I agree with you. But big boy, I uh, We'll talk about that more when we talk about the 2000 to 2018. Next up, during the World Series, which uh, will come after the NLCS game two, <laughs> which is uh, in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Milwaukee is up. Uh, one out, down four, three. Nobody on zero balls. One strike. Hernan <laughs> Perez, who is very one specifically on the timed to this moment. Next song, Amy Mann's "Wise Up." Oh, nice. We've journeyed into the sad female singer songwriter. No. Oh, this is just off lot. Uh, just the first that's one that I picked up. Yeah, that's fine. I think, like most people, I probably came across the song on. Movie in the film Magnolia. Anderson have a very long connection of her doing songs for his movies. That's right. She's married to Michael Penn, I think. Yeah, I believe if, that's that, if, that's, if that's correct. They do edit um, on the I Am Sam soundtrack, covering the Beatles. Okay, yeah, classic movie. Also has Fiona Apple covering Across the Universe yes. on that soundtrack, which yep. is one of the Wait, Fiona Apple. One of the you great mean, covers. Like, the next song, Fiona Apple, Criminal. That sounds like it's wow. true. Wow, Joey yep. just transitioned for you. Um. I didn't mean to cut off your feeling. I love that. that like Amy Mann. Man, I love all the songs on that soundtrack, and it's I love her. Awesome. Yeah. She's my. She's in favorite. Amy Mann's favorite singer wonderful. of all time. Yeah, and uh, speaking of wonderful, Fiona Apple is. Uh, I think this is one of those times that I picked the hit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I might like Shadowboxer better than this song, which we talked about last episode. Which we talked about, but this song has the you know it won the MTV award. I think that might be correct. This is also like. It's the hit, but it's not. It doesn't sound it's like a hit. It's subversive hit. Yeah, it's really yeah, like yeah. like dangerous yeah, and aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Dark. It's so sexy as hell. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And yes, she was is. like like eighteen or something yeah. when the song came out, and and she's just like, you know, she's so talented, and and I I wish she would do more. I wish that she had more albums coming out. Yeah. You know what? I I think it's enough. You're happy with Extraordinary Machine title and uh, yeah. I mean, I think I when think the she lamb lies down on the road <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah. takes a shit on yeah. the second street. Where it I feel like I feel like like she's she's one of those artists who needs like my bloody Valentine, who she needs a long yeah. time between albums to, to do her thing, and that's fine. Um, isn't when the lamb lies down on Broadway a Genesis, Genesis album? album. That's yeah, my it's, mother's it's, favorite album of all time. Shout out, Lori Van Winkle. When when the pawn something. You're in the pawn. Yeah, when the pawn yeah. hits the conflict, he thinks like a king. Some, and then there's a million more words yeah. after that. Yeah. Our next batch Our next, is all right, now this is the, this number is seventy. The, this is the song that's on my list. That that if I showed this list to myself back in high school, I would say, "Sorry, there's no fun-loving criminals on here." But oh god, I'm surprised that this is oh. as late as it is. But oh. Rush survives into your mid-thirties on this and makes a strong list. This song fucking kicks ass and. Fuck you if you don't think it does. Uh, this song rules. I'm sorry. I will say that I'm also I'm also sad that you don't have a fun loving criminal. I know. All of because the everyone knows the fat bird. No. Don't, don't say I fucking don't hate fly? fly? Isn't it? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rush. Sucks. Everyone knows fat bird don't fly. Oh, Tom. Tom is really into Tom's the anti Rush. I hate Rush. I hate Tom Sawyer. That's anti- fine. Anti movie Tom? pictures. Yeah, I, I understand that 
Rush is pretty much the anti-emo. Yeah. Yes. But they come from the same place, like loneliness and nerdiness. This is like, the part that I will get aggressive <laughs> toward yeah. each other. No, it's all right. No, we're allowed. But you still not got like things. Sixty songs to go. Each. Like, uh, yeah, you prepare for a fuck you fight around. This is just like wanky music. Like, like, it's uh, not. Ugh. It's not. This song. Come on. Incredible. Make it a little bit louder. They're, One second. They're all for our friend Tom here. They're all for our, our rushless friend Tom. They're, they're all incredible musicians. Listen to this. Listen. This is transition. I've heard, I've heard this song a million fucking times in my life. Alright, whatever. I, I'm not gonna be able to, I'm not gonna, you're never gonna change someone's opinion on I'm Rush with you, I think, I think Rush is good. Next song. Next song is a second appearance by this band. It's, a, it's a song that Mance will have in a little bit. The replacement. So we've all got our replacement song. Oh, oh shit. Oh, that right. is, that's like a little bit shocking, I guess. Yes. There we go. Is that the first band we've had all three of us? They're all high-fiving each other so proud of their own. Giving the replacements their due. Well, mm. you know, not everybody, like, I I feel like if I, uh, so I teach college, and I feel like if I walked into a college classroom <laughs> and asked them about the replacements, I feel like none of them would know who they were. We're not college yes. kids. Yeah. We're yeah. as old as you. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying this is like, I think it's a specific, well, it's actually specific to the generation before, before us. Right. Exactly. And this isn't my favorite replacement song, but I thought it was good representation. It's, it's a beautiful song. I love song. this song. It's, it's a beautiful great. song. I, I think I think it's the it's not a great album cover, but it's the best idea for a picture for an album cover of a bunch of dudes on like roof. sitting on the roof, yeah. like like right near the window, because it's the kind of music that sounds exactly yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Hey, hey, let's just crawl out of the window of my room, man. The roof's right there. We'll drink a few beers and listen yep. to some fucking Ramones, you know, tapes and. Summertime, but bring your leather jacket anyway, kind of thing. like it. Just it's a great fucking like picture. I could have put like five or six replacement songs on this yeah. list. And they, are they like they're a criminally underrated band now, right? Like I think they're pretty like pretty highly regarded, but only general. by like Pitchfork. Like when I say underrated, like I, I feel like people don't know who they are. Like my dad loves replacements. Does he? Yeah. Your dad's cooler. Is than your dad listening to this episode? Well, his my dad doesn't have the internet, so <laughs> no. That's how cool he is. No, it sucks. Like we had, a, I, he babysat my girls last night. He's like, "Hey, bring some DVDs." I'm like, "I ain't fucking DVDs." <laughs> like you get, they fucking get Netflix. Jesus. Next song, in the meantime, by Space Hog. Nice. You know, Is this on your list? It's no, on nobody really, else's list. No. Really. But you did talk Good a lot song. smack about Space Hog being on your list before. Yeah, you did. Guy, so you guy couldn't stop talking about Space Hog. <laughs> I love this song. Guys, I have loved this song. Space Hog. The funny thing about this, this song, I have it listed at what uh, number sixty-eight. I've loved this song as much as I do now as when it came out, like, unbroken from then till now. Like, this song, anytime this song would come on, I'd be like, fuck yeah. It's great. Yeah. Gotta let it kick it's in. a little frog. It's, it's like a little frog. It's a little grunge. Yeah, this song rules. Good guitar, good singing, yeah. good lyrics. It's a good song. Yeah. Speaking of guitar, singing, and lyrics, Tom this Petty, is the song I was referencing earlier. You don't know how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this song, believe me, I looked at this a million ways from Sunday. I was like, this song can't. Like I had this way high. I had this song way high, and it worked its way down. And I was, just like, I was like, there's no way this song is is staying on the list. And and it is and it is staying because I fucking love Tom Petty. And this is the song that I referenced that has a great ending. Because like, mm. do I skip ahead to the ending? It, in a minute. <laughs> I want to listen to this for like a few seconds at least. Like it's not the best Tom Petty song. And, and like... Is it the highest Tom Petty song on your list? Fuck no. 
Okay. Wait, maybe not fuck no, but no. <laughs> like, I, like I, I would put a lot of time, like, I'm unabashedly. You have another three Tom Petty songs. Petty. Yeah. And Tom Petty, this is just Tom Petty. I don't have any Tom Petty well, songs. Tom, Tom Petty has the, we've, we talked about this privately. Yeah. Tom Petty has the greatest, greatest hits album of all time. Yeah, and, and like, it spans from 1979 yeah. to two. Maybe not 2000, but whenever Mary Jane's Last yeah, Dance 96. came out in 94 or whatever. Yeah. So like, basically what you're saying is like, the era that we're talking about today is his greatest album. Is uh, it 79 to 2000? Yeah, a little bit before. But like, you know, like I could, you could go through that greatest hits album and I could put like Learning to Fly on yeah. here and all the other bigger hits. But there's certain songs, like the, Tom Petty's underrated as a, like, as like a, you're, you're just in like a, like a dive bar with a bunch of like mm-hmm. dive bar drunks, like. Like that genre, like Born Zevon to me tickles that same bone. Like Tom Petty slides into that arena way more than he gets credit for because he he, he his he's kind of a douche. Like he's kind of like a self-serving douche over the course of his like career. Like I, I I admit that, but like he also wrote pretty like heartfelt like losers. Like even like yeah. Right, let's so just skip to the, the very end because because the the thing that kept this on the list was the way it ends. With that like boogie guitar, dear dirty room. Next up, Mission of Burma. Didn't fade That's out. That's I reach for my revolver. Oh, yes! Oh, this song fucking rules! This, this yeah. almost made my list. I really wanted to put this on. Oh, this made me so yeah. happy, man. This is a great song. This also is. worth noting that there is a picture perfect Graham Coxon cover of this song. Really? Yes, there it is. Sounds ex- yep. like exactly the yep. same. This, this whole album is fantastic. Academy fight song. Yeah. Like another one that like distinct parts that are so different from each other, yeah. but individually are great parts of yeah. songs. It's so good. That's why REM is really good at that. Like they've read a great verse, you're just like, oh, I'm so enjoying listening to this verse, and then the chorus kicks in, and you're just like, oh fuck me! It goes goes somewhere else that's as good, if you know, better. Last little batch of songs on this episode. First two from Mans here. Both are going to talk wait, about. Wait, just wait till again. This gets to the. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta wait till the the chorus kicks in. It's right here. Wait a little bit more. Mission of Burma. Also should have been the name of the last Rambo movie. <laughs> what, did he shoot himself in the face at the, at the end? What? No, Mission Mission Burma should have been, should have been the name of the last Rambo oh. movie. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were my revolver. Sorry. I thought maybe this is more Rambo movie. movie. I didn't know. You're like, I'm tired. They both work. <laughs> I can't stand it no more. <laughs> he does shoot a lot of shit in that movie, though. Uh, that has one of the highest, I think, death counts in the history of movies. That Rambo movie. It's a good one. These next two songs by Mance we will get to again later. 65, Pixies, Where Is My Mind? Yeah. Um, is that on all three of our lists? No. There's not on yours. Really? No. Really? Do you, you have other Pixies wow. on your list? Okay. So you hate um, Fight Club, Bob? I'm not... I'm not crazy about Fight Club. I'm not as big of a Pixies fan as you guys are, which isn't to say that I don't like them. It's just to say that you guys like them way more than I do. But this is... An... Incredibly brilliant melody right here. Um, everything about this song is so brilliant. 
in that it's it's a this is a this is a hit. This is a pop hit song that's written in such a deranged kind of way. But I love it. I love the negative space and the guitars and the way that they interact with each other. And then everything dropping out right now. It's just a great song. I think I may have done the douchey thing of like not putting this song on my list because it's like it's like the Pixies song that's in a movie. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like, I, like I may have like taken, I may have like tried to like self-consciously dig. Yeah. But that's why it "Smells Like Teen Spirit" is in the list, right? right? Yeah. Also, I just think Nirvana has better songs than that too. That's true. This like this is. Yeah. You're, you're, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. The next song is another one we're going to talk about this round. Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice. Who else has that on their list? Mr. Matt Early. Yeah? I was going to say, we'll see. <laughs> um, it's surprising to me that I have this song higher than you. Why? Why does that surprise by, you? Because you're more of a hip-hop guy. By three places. It's that's basically true. the same thing. Yeah. That's true. Close um... The little trivia about this song, I can rap along the entire censored version of the song better than I can the regular version because That's I used to... That's the greatest shit you've, you've said yes. Because, <laughs> because it used to be on MTV all the time growing up, and I obviously... Yeah, I, I know the, they the, the, the rain, version. censored version better than I know the unedited version because it's the same thing. Like It was everywhere, yeah. clean, yeah. and it, you, had to, you had to find it to find it unedited. Also, uh, the, vi- the music video Snoop... Uh, is rocking a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey, That's right, yeah, yeah. which like I'm obvious, I'm not, I'm not obviously not. You don't know my hockey allegiances. <laughs> I'm not a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, but like I respect the fact that he wore a hockey. Tom has the Devil's forever, logo yeah. tattooed on the tip of his penis. Yes. Also, then I mean, this was the Lemieux and Yager era. Yeah, Ron, yeah, yeah. Ron Francis. Era, yeah. So. Next up, this is a song, "Living and Prisoner of Society." Yeah, uh, this is a song that I probably nobody else here knows. I know it. I know this. Is this Velvet Revolver? <laughs> no, no. This song is cool. This band played with a stand-up bass. Yeah, they right. were a punk that. band that played yeah. with a stand-up bass. This song is it's just a really energetic, awesome song. Um, it was a very, very, very minor rock radio hit when it came out, but... Uh, I know it because it was a guitar too. Like, yeah. it, was, it was big in that world. It's, you know music. I've never heard like this song. Whiz. No, I just know it from video games. I, I, I remember this band... I don't remember the song. Really? This was like their one big yeah, song. Yeah, I could Big-ish song. I actually sent Mansell Link about this. There's a really cool video on YouTube that there is a guy riding a bicycle through town to the Guitar Hero track of this. Like, he painted on the ground all the, like, icons, and he follows it through as the song plays. It just... The, I can't imagine how difficult it was to actually film that. It's very cool. This... I mean, this song is, like, the... is a perfect example of... Uh, Greatest versus favorites. Like, there's no way I would consider this one of the hundred greatest songs of the of this twenty year span. But I would have to agree. But <laughs> but I fucking love this song. Like personally, I I love this song. The next song, again, one of the most popular bands on this list. Not number one, not number two, but REM, Night Swimming, off Automatic for the People. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So uh, you guys are much bigger again, like the Pixies, much bigger REM fans, obviously, as we've established. So I don't know. Like, for R.E.M. fans, I don't know where this song ranks. Like, if people think, think this is, like, a corny-ass song. song. Okay. Yeah, I love this song. It's a beautiful song. It's the same thing as Everybody Hurts, man. It's like Michael Stipe being vulnerable for you. Yeah, and, and exactly. Like it's, it's like looking into an open world. Well, that's why it's funny, because so far, that's, like, the two, you, you two have had two R.E.M. songs, and it was this and Everybody Hurts so far. Yeah. Yeah. What I learned from 
the REM podcast with Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman is that Adam Scott is apparently the biggest REM fan in the world. He as he seems to not like to a fault. He he seems to not dislike anything. Like he yeah, likes it, everything. That was ridiculous. He kind just, of he enjoyed, <laughs> his thoughts on REM. He he likes every Fuck single Adam one Scott. Of I, I like him, but he, but those, like some of the like his just... and will get upset if you trash even slightly. Yeah, yeah any you of their songs. Have a little problems. more of an objective view on the band. Next up, a, a band I don't know, Jesus and the Mary Chain, just like Honey. Sure, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This was on my list. I think I, I think it made its way off over the course of a couple of bubble months, but this song was fucking great. Yeah, I'll I'll lose credit here. I'll lose like cool credit by admitting that I didn't know this song until I watched Lost in Translation. But it's just got such a big sound. You know, the reverb on the drums and the vocals. It's it's just really smooth. Yeah, it's great. But I feel like this fits in with like. Obviously lost in translation because Kevin Shields did that soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it fits into that uh, that genre, which is like I remember you being super into. Yeah, big shoegazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. wistful. This, yeah. this is an all time classic song. This yeah. song is, is really fucking good. Yeah. And there we go. That's Matt Mance's sixty five through sixty one. Bob, more, uh, Faith, we have Faith No More, right? Faith No More from out of nowhere. So not epic. I guess this is the other big hit. Is this the other big hit? No. I only know Epic. Well, tell us. You about guys, it. you guys all know that. Okay, so, <laughs> so this is this is a car test song. I was listening to my iPod on shuffle, and this song came on, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" Just played it really loud. Yeah, I'm. I think their second biggest hit is the cover of uh, Easy Like Sunday yeah. Morning. And also, We Care A Lot, right? That was, oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. That was a of hit, Of course, too. yeah. But I feel like this doesn't. This sounds like a hit, though, doesn't it? You could have put this song in Terminator 2 soundtrack instead of You Could Be Mine, and it would have been the same yeah. fucking outcome. That's a good point. Uh, this song rules. Yeah. And I want to encourage you guys to go listen to it independently uh, <laughs> and just, like, do the car test with it. Off the same album as Epic. Yeah. The real thing. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, the song rules. There's a certain, like, I had a cousin who was just, like, he was, like, my, he was, like, 10 or 12 years older than me. We saw him every now and again. He was, like, a rock and roll. Player. He had, like, long hair, posters in his bowl, and, like, too, too much older than me for, like, me to hang out with him, but I was just, like, God, that guy's awesome. And, like, good, and, and fucking Faith No More is the band that I just equate with, like, oh, yeah, and he must be going to, like, beer parties and, like, <laughs> Having sex with blonde women with spandex <laughs> shorts on, like you know whatever the like nineties like ideal for a ten year old boy was, but like this band captures that sort of energy to me, where it's just like yeah, fucking rock and roll and party and fucking be be a dumbass. I want to during during our break. I want to look up and see if this song was a hit because I feel like it was at least a minor hit. Um, Okay, we can move on to the next song. Next song is another crossover song. First time we're talking about it, though. One Hit Wonder, Harvey Danger, Flagpole Sitta. Is it possible that this is the only good song that this guy ever wrote? I feel like it's not. Do you know, no, do you know what this guy went on to do? No. He founded, you know, Barsuck Records? Barsuck? No. They were, like, Pacific Northwest. uh, They were the record label that found, like, Death Cab for Cutie and all those bands. So he's, like, actually went on to have a really good career. Um, outside of being a musician, but is Harvey Danger a the long winter is it a group, the, the band, yeah. Um, but like, I feel, I feel like this song has such a specific voice. Yeah. Like he, he has such a like 
point of view, that it feels like them being a one-hit wonder is a real shame. Yeah. Like it feels, it feels like they could have had yeah. a lot what, more songs. This is like, what number is this for you? Sixty-three. 64. 64. 64. 64. Yeah. We'll be talking about it again next episode for somebody. Um, Me. Yes. I just wasn't spoiling it. And it's it's like, you know, uh, sort of like pop music version of social commentary yeah. on other on other stuff that's going on in the era. And uh, the lyric, if you're bored, then yeah, is that something that exists out, outside? Yeah, yeah, like, like I heard that expression, but not through Harvey Danger. Okay. Only boring people get bored. So minus, minus that, it, like, if that, it, never mind. That, no, you keep your connection to the song. But if, if, I, if I heard that through Harvey Danger, it would have been, I would have been right here with you. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's not just that, you know, the, the, the irony and the agony is killing me. You know, it's like, there's, I, I feel like it's a... Uh, an accurate commentary on on the the age, like I want to rage against machines, mm-hmm. yeah, public scenes, yeah. want to pierce my tongue, it doesn't hurt, etc. Uh, like I, I, f- I feel like he's sort of um, working on a level of like a uh, you know like the Onion or something like that. He's dissecting like pop culture around him in a way that I that I uh, like the guy from New Radicals. Like the guy from New Radicals. That is like I I would say that that is a song that. That's like to me. That's the yeah, same. There, level. There's a parallel. I think yeah. this song is a better pop song than that song is because that song has that bullshit part where he's like fashion shows with Beck and Hanson. Like that's that part of that song sucks to me. And, and <laughs> that, that, will kick yeah. your asses. <laughs> yeah. Like, has there ever been a less credible yeah. threat to anyone's <laughs> ass? Also, like, also like, like, don't come for Courtney Love. She'll fuck you up. There's <laughs> no way that guy could beat Courtney Love in a fight. Uh, and Courtney Love rules. So. Speaking of Courtney Love, it's our next. next? Song, wow. Our first. Is it Violet? Not Courtney Love, not but Courtney it's our Love. first. It's a Nirvana, song. Oh. Nirvana song of six different songs. Wow. Well, five songs, six versions, which we will get to in a specific <laughs> okay, reason. Yeah, I know, I know where Frances Farmer will have her revenge on Seattle. Nice. Nice, yeah. Off in utero. Um, I think that this song is. Any a- song of this album belongs in this list. Anyone. Can I say that this is, when we're talking about Super and then being the best album of the Grunge era, I think this is the best album. Yeah, this is true. Um, I, but I think this song is specifically a good example of, of Kurt Cobain's lyricism. I think, he's the, I think he's the best lyricist of that generation by a... Not even a mile, by a marathon. I don't think anybody touches him. That's 26.2 miles. 26.2 miles. Tom says that. That's like a, a like oblique humble brag about Tom being a person who does fitness. Yeah, things. man's climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. We get it. A year ago today. Today? We made it to the top. We summited today. Allegedly. <laughs> um, wow, he's on his train now. I can't yeah, believe, I I can't believe how perfect of a fit Bob is to this group. You know, about a year ago, as soon as Mance did it, Matt said to me, I'm going to spend this next year making Mance feel like he did <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I climbed. You're not going to make me I'm doubt that. I'm pretty sure that you didn't. <laughs> He's pretty sure. So, Francis Farmer will have a revenge in Seattle. Uh, first appearance by Nirvana. You know, just a great song off a great album. I, th- I think it was Cracked Magazine. It may have been Mad Magazine, who had a parody title for that. A frantic farmer found my head on the other side of Seattle. And I thought that was really smart. It's about what I expect from Mad Magazine. <laughs> I can't believe that stuck with you. Oh, like that exact headline. 
Because it's so good. So this next song... Uh, the next one is the first of this band. Of this band. And we're going to have both this band and the lead singer of this band back a few more oh, times. Oh, no more Chris Cornell, please. Enough <laughs> no, Chris no, no, no. This, is, this is a song that will return on somebody else's list, Matt's um, list, in a, little, in a couple episodes. How soon is now? The Smiths. This is another song uh, that it was like yeah. I picked the big hit from that band. I think there are other songs that are maybe better that the Smiths have done that I, that, that I enjoy more. But this is like epic in a way that feels... Epic in a Faith in the War way? Epic, epic in a higher on this list way. I feel like a lot of my high songs are getting spoiled early. <laughs> <laughs> no, this song, this song is, is incredible. And there was a some some radio station did a uh, like best it might it may have been WFMU because that's one of the radio stations that I only radio stations that I've ever like spent any real time listening to um, did like a best songs of all time and this was their number one song of all time. really number one song, number one of, song of all, all time, time. It, wow that, that's how good it is it's good it's like it, it's, it's 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 good but it's only good for number sixty two of these two days it's, I mean it's a, but it's a, but, but it's like <laughs> that's what I mean I feel like a, yeah no but but the thing Maybe is we're this up into different episodes. no 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 okay so 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 let me so so the Smiths are like a lot of people live and die with the Smiths right it's and and how soon is now is as much of a mission statement as any song has ever been right and it gives like you know um, I'm human and I need to be loved like I, you can't get any more like thesis statement nope. even that and that's beautiful and Morrissey is one of the great songwriters of, now would of, you say uh, that would you say that nothing compares to this song Sinead O'Connor nothing compares I'm, to you Sinead version I'm groaning Joey not your song pick hey man Sinead I'm trying to transition version. I'm trying to transition however I can so this is um one, I mean, I love this song. I think Sinead yeah. O'Connor sings beautifully. I hope that Tom has heard the Chris Cornell version of this song. Oh, I, of course okay. I have. Okay, all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate ah. Chris Cornell so much? Yeah. Yeah. But what's interesting about this is, uh, I, like, I, this is a Prince song. I don't hate Chris Cornell, but, like, we're talking about the 80s and 90s. And well, now we're talking about Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, yeah, This is personal. Um, so we're talking about Sinead O'Connor, but this is a Prince song. And Prince wrote this song, yeah. and, and it's like... I think Sinead O'Connor, she sings it beautifully. It's a, again, it's a music video that stuck with me my whole life. Um, it's 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 great. I don't know if I know any other Sinead O'Connor songs, but this song just like slays me. It's great. Yeah, I like how you have the unabashed like em- emotional like dicks out songs on your list. Yeah, when, when I think of, when I think of nothing compares to you, I think dicks out, baby. <laughs> just take these dicks out. Shaved head dicks out. <laughs> Shaved head. But speaking of dicks out, naked, speaking, naked and afraid. Speaking of dicks out, Love Fool by the Cardigans. No, no, no. That's the next. That's the next oh, round. shit. Jumping ahead, spoiling. Spoiling. I like that song too, though. Matt. Right, so my next. Number so, so the next. So, so the next song. This is the song that kicked off my my revision that I did today because it only occurred to me late that this song I, I thought this song was 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 newer and then when I realized it was in this era I slid it in here and I, you guys know Ted Hawkins no no you thought it was newer than this yeah I would guess this, this is from older. the seventies or the sixties yeah when is this from nineteen so this song's from nineteen eighty two this guy was like. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but I don't have any Daniel Johnson on my list, and like he, Ted Hawkins kind of fills Me in. Me neither. Really? I, so I thought you might. Yeah. So t- Ted Hawkins kind of fills that void for me because he was like he was like a, he was homeless and he just like played songs, and, and this song in particular, like if you listen Bieber. to the lyrics. It's all it's what? 
Justin yeah. Bieber was homeless playing songs in the street. Too. All right, let's go back to what I was saying. <laughs> Fuck you. Vance lost all credibility. <laughs> it's true. It's an accurate parallel. God. When was Justin Bieber fucking homeless? When he was a kid. That's how he got discovered. He was, ho- he was oh, His family true. was homeless, and he was playing music on the street. He was busking. That's a fact. I'm fine, Justin. Anyway, Justin Bieber. fuck Justin. Bieber. Fuck him up. Yeah, the comparison <laughs> was just a fuck with you, but it's a true fact. All right, God. But yeah, but 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 this song, like the like, it's one, it's it's another one of these nakedly emotional songs. I'm sorry, you're. It's like him singing to another like homeless lady, like I'm sorry, you're sick. What do you want from the liquor store? Like, because that's the best he can do for it. And and it's uh, it's just such a beautiful idea. Yeah, it's such a beautiful like idea it. for a song, and it's executed so. I'll buy you all your belly can hold. Next song, the band we've talked yeah, about already. Yeah. Pavement. So, Camel District. Yeah. So this is a this is a Scott song. Is this Wowie Zowie? Yeah, and and, and it was I, I had. Uh, Drunk to remember now, but there's another song that was by him on we have hours to a go later album off of Right in the Corners. But this one, I don't know what it is about this song, but from the first time I heard it, I was like, I fucking heard this song somewhere. And I spent like the last 20 years being like, where the fuck? This sounds just like a song that I know, and I and I was never ever able to put my finger on it, which leads me only to believe that there is no song. And it just is a song that all like just exists like, like, like just beyond my reach of something that I know. And I think that there's not one. And I think that's why this song's so good, in a weird way. Like it just feels like a song that I've heard, but it's it isn't. It's this song that I've heard, and I get that feeling every single time I hear it. And it's not Malcolmus. And and like from what I understand about him, he probably hates this song because he didn't write it. So like. But yeah, like like again, same vibe as the other pavement silver juice song. It's just the ultimate like hanging out song that like it, I don't know, it makes you think about it, it's a little sadder. But like like legitimately written from a sadder perspective than most pavement songs that don't let you in to the emotional thing. And this barely does, yeah, but somehow it does. Pavement keeps an ironic distance yeah. from things. But, but but like do you hear any kind of like weird emotional pull? And it's almost the music more so than him singing. Uh, yeah, because I can't understand the lyrics. Really. Yeah, me either. You know, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it a listen on, on. Like the only part is like, why didn't you stay? Like there's a there's a there's very longing. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So that's in there. There's more pavement to come. But speaking of bands and artists, here's that another one that I was, like, of. I was like, where do these motherfuckers fit in? Primus, Jerry was race car driver. Again. Pump this shit up because, like, catch me in, in a certain mood, and I'll tell you, Primus is the best band of the '90s too. Like, I fucking love Primus. You so know much. when 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 Tom was writing for uh, what was the music website? Glorious Noise. No, 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 no. The the more recent one. You you left Up Rocks. Yeah, when you were writing for Up Rocks, yeah. I pitched the idea of Primus as being the only band that had no like. Content, like the, as as the one unique band in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I wanted to write that article, but then I stumbled upon Bjork, <laughs> and I fucking didn't write the article. That 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 is that'll be something we touch on later. It's, it's why this song of, of all the Primus songs? Why this one? 
because uh, he puts the re- the engine revving sound along with along with the bass like riff, and it just rocks harder than anything else. I saw I saw Primus in Los Angeles with Heener, and and it was like I saw, I saw Primus in New York with Heener. And it was nice. <laughs> I saw Primus in the Stone Pony without Heener. <laughs> you missed out, man. Although the Stone Pony is probably the best venue of all the ones. Um, and, and it was like summer stage heavy man they were a fucking Dude, metal band they, they are like, a metal band like people were thrashing. I fucking I fucking love Primus I could have put a million other Primus songs on here and again a million Primus songs fell short of my list yeah I didn't, I didn't yeah, they're an album band to but, me it's one of those well, well, well that's exactly it so when it comes down to a band like that it's like well this is the one that fits into the playlist the best I mean like if it didn't kick ass I wouldn't like, I could right. put DMV on, for that matter, but, like, Dog Will Hunt. I guess there's a, there's a couple... That's there's a, a couple uh, little... Just a, it's an expression of weird dudes. If I believe, uh, if, if I'm correct, that's a sample from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Ah, nice. And, and that's an expression, apparently, like, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that dog will hunt. Yeah. Like, great expression. It's like some redneck wisdom. Like, yeah. say say the most obvious shit that you can possibly say, and it passes off as wisdom. I don't know, but I, but I, I, I see a place for dog... It's like, you talk about, like... It's like, how good is something? It's like, oh, that dog will hunt. Sure. Like, yeah. That dog might Sounds not Sounds like something a used car salesman will say. Yeah. Right. Next right. song. Next few songs that we've are, talked yeah, about. I don't have any breakthroughs we've, here. We've talked about this band a lot, but not this song. Coffee yeah. and TV by Blur. This was, almost, this was one of my top, like... Three songs in high school. I mean, it's and a grand it's song. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not even a good example of a Blur song because it's the uh, most baldly like, oh, we like what they're doing in American indie rock, so let's make our American indie rock record and like. Well, that's what th- I mean. I mean, Graham wanted Graham wanted yeah. to leave the band before the self-titled album because they were doing the Britpop stuff, and he didn't like yeah. that. He wanted to do what what they I mean, were doing. This is uh, to me. This is the like anthem of that shit. You know what, what? When I when I just saw him, someone in the audience was like, "Coffee on TV," and he was like, "I don't know the chords to that song. I don't. I don't remember how to play it. He did not know how to play this song. He's like, I know the shapes that my fingers make, but I can't remember the chords. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit, kind of. Maybe he just didn't want to play it. Yeah, it, it's got to be. And then yeah, you, were, you know, what can you say? You're number sixty-one. We just talked you about already the heard it. So not much to say. Snoop Dogg. Is this the end of an episode? This is the end of the episode, so come back. It's time for Dr. Dre's the next episode. It's time for the next episode, which Dr. Dre will be in the next, the first batch of songs we talk about in the next episode. So just come back for that whenever this is. I don't know how often it's going to come out. Maybe every week or every two weeks for a little bit, but come back. Maybe never. Number 60 through 41. Here we go. Next time on Tub Talk. Night swimming deserves a quiet night.